Give me your wallet. Police help! Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we'll be putting the time machine into gear and talking about Grand Theft Auto 2 for the PlayStation and PC. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. We're all ready to become criminal masterminds, so let's press start and go! Oh my god! <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's time for our first mature-ish title, I would say. Ish, yeah. Well, well, uh, yeah. So, mature-ish title. I think the interesting thing when it comes to this game, which I was almost surprised by, because I feel like this is one of the least played Grand Theft Auto games out there, because it was one of the earliest. Yeah. Everyone who I mentioned this to when I was like, oh, we're playing this game or during the stream when we mentioned it in like chat before we started playing or what the next game is, we'd hear, oh, the top down one. And everyone. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. The top down one, which it is absolutely. But it was just funny how many people immediately recognized it as the top down Grand Theft Auto. And so that's clearly a defining feature of the game, which we anticipated. But I was really surprised the number of people who immediately recognized it as the top down Grand Theft Auto. It, it was. It's always interesting to see who who ends up in the stream, since it's you know we don't have a huge following right now. But it's yeah, people just randomly searching for that game. It's like yeah, someone was literally searching for GTA, or GTA Two, and was like yeah, I'll jump into that stream. Like we had a guy that talked to us a whole bunch after yeah. that. Yeah, we've had again interact with us on stream. We're fun people. We're almost at we're almost at fifty followers, which means we can be affiliate, whatever that means. That means, I don't know, we get the weird tokens. It means we get ads, is what we oh, get, yeah. that we don't get, mi- that that we we don't get money, money for. from. <laughs> the Twitch make money from? The Twitch, yes. yes the Follow Twitch us on money. Twitch. So Twitch so, can make so money So you can watch us. ads. <laughs> no, but uh, no, it's a great way, to, again, it's a great way to interact with us. It's a great way you would have known that we were about to talk about Grand Theft Auto 2 for weeks before we announced it. So it's yeah. kind of a great way, again, to get that preview. You'll see the upcoming games before we announce them. So join us over there. It's a great way to uh, interact with us as we're playing, because especially games like this, we'll be chatting a lot. So head over there. We've been playing a lot of games on there, a lot of variety. We've been playing some new games over on Twitch as well. The VR has made its way onto Twitch, yes, which is an interesting always, endeavor. Always interesting. So you can see us dance and make fools of ourselves over on Twitch. We've also been building the Lego Nintendo set on Twitch. So that's that's definitely a, a fun place to come hang out and chat as we're putting that together. So And in that case, here are a lot of musical information. <laughs> or or linguistics. We we, or linguistics. we tend to be all we over the place for those. Conversations. So join us on Twitch. Otherwise, it's already time for video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! Give me your wallet. Give me your wallet. Oh, God, what did the Elvises say? Uh-huh. Slam, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Chris, what is today's video game trope of the day? Today's trope of the day is the wanted meter. What can you tell us about the wanted meter, Katie? So... Uh, we're, you know, we did this with Super Mario as well, but this almost felt like it had to come along with GTA. GTA created the wanted meter. It is the game mechanic that basically tracks when you do something wrong so that people start coming after you. Normally some sort of cop, sometimes not a cop, sometimes it's security forces or something like that, but you are tracked for a time period that you have to either die or live out um, to clear the wanted meter of. Um, so normally, uh, depending on the game, things can get worse in certain games. The wor- Like the longer you keep the wanted meter or the more bad actions you do, that can pile up the wanted meter. Sometimes you can do other things to affect it. You can yes. like uh, perform a certain action that'll, that'll get rid of part or all of it. 
Yeah. Spraying cars in GTA. Yeah. In GTA Springers. The big thing about it is it is a way the games have a, have consequences for your actions. Yeah. It is often used as a punishment for doing things you're not supposed to as a character do and adds a difficulty level to a game that wouldn't have existed otherwise. So again, GTA created this. A lot of Rockstar games have this. So you have games like Red Dead Redemption have this. Bully mm-hmm. had a a type of uh, wanted meter. Also, there are you know, GTA competitors and knockoffs like Saints Row and Mafia. Mm-hmm. All those Mafia gang games have some sort of wanted meter because the police are coming after you. That's pretty standard. You almost It's almost weird if you encounter one of those kind of games and they don't have it. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of sandbox and open world games will have that just because it's it's so open and that's part of the part of the environment almost is this authority figure. Yeah. Some games do it better than others. Uh, I know like the driver series always used to have awful, awful wanted mechanics. Like if you stopped using an emergency brake, you would have the cops called on you. It was obnoxious. Yeah. The original Assassin's Creed was I thought was overly hard. Like, literally, if you ran anywhere, they would start chasing you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. No, and, and I, you know, and it's kind of interesting. You have games like the later Elder Scrolls where you could be wanted in one particular town and not in other towns. And even then, you know, so it can be area-specific wanted meters, which is kind of fun as well, as opposed to the whole game trying to follow you around. Yeah. A spoiler for one of our upcoming games, Jack 2 has a wanted meter, which is very different than the original Jack and Daxter. Yeah. And typically it'll be shown somewhere on, on the heads-up display, yeah. whether it be Stars is the, the stereotypical one, again, coming from GTA. Even if in GTA 2 it was, it was cop faces. Cop heads. Little, little talking cop heads, yeah. <laughs> not, not Stars. But yeah, or, or the screen flashes or something. Yeah. Like there's, there's some visual key telling you you are wanted um, or being chased or whatever. It, it, is a, uh, it is a defining feature of a lot of those games. And it, it dictates how you play. And sometimes in some games you need or want to be wanted at certain times for certain missions to do certain mm-hmm. things. So there actually can be benefits if you, as a player to doing that. Also, I know that there are difficulty runs. So people purposely will make it harder by being wanted to make their lives more difficult to add a layer of difficulty to a game right one last example again is in persona 5 which i keep talking about because i love that game (laughs) in certain areas you can be wanted if a shadow sees you they will chase after you for a bit and then you if you basically get away from them quick enough you can get away from that so (laughs) again it exists in all different genres of games it's not just in these crime games though it's most obviously common in the crime genre games yeah Pretty straightforward for our trope of the day today because it's just a wanted meter, but, you know, you don't want the police on your back. So watch out for those wanted meters, and that's our video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! So it's time to talk about the game of the episode. Katie, what can you tell us about Grand Theft Auto 2 for the PlayStation and PC? We're mostly going to be focusing on the PlayStation version during this talk through just because that's what we played, but it did come out for the PlayStation PC and the Dreamcast. Do we count the Dreamcast? Not really. <laughs> it was released in October 1999. It was made by DMA Design and Tarantula Studios, both of whom were already under the Rockstar umbrella at the time, but now have officially been rebranded into a branches of Rockstar in modern day. So they do exist. They're like different Rockstar areas. And then it was published by Rockstar proper. So this is still a Rockstar game, but officially wasn't developed by them by name. So we come to our 16th episode of this podcast and we've reached the first game that critically reviewed lower than an 80 at this point, which is really surprising. Uh, Most of the games we've reviewed up to this point really were in the mid 80s to 90s even. That's not the case for GTA 2. The Metacritic for the PS1 version was a 70 out of 100. Game ratings, uh, critical ratings were a 69 for the PS1 version and a 71 and a half for the uh, the PC version. So this really was the lowest critical game that we've got. It really had mixed reviews total video games said one of the most controversial games for the playstation ever created it's bigger better badder and more effed up sequel than the original 
But then GamePro put it on the other end and said, it's twisted fun for a while, but then it starts to get old. I can absolutely agree yes. with that. Uh, but that was a common response, is that it had some innovative things. It was really interesting at times. And again, it was the only game of its really genre at the time that was available, especially on the game consoles. I think there were a couple more that would be available on the PC. But when we're really talking about console gameplay, GTA was really a pioneer in its field. And even when GTA 2 came out, it still was one of the only of its genre on the PlayStation. But I don't think they had broken as many grounds on GTA 2 as they did in later GTAs. They definitely broke open the door in later GTAs. We just hadn't quite reached that point, which is why we have those lower reviews. I am very curious to see if this is one of the first kind of sandbox open world type games, which I guess briefly we could explain. You just have a map and points to go to and Sometimes quests. you don't even have a map. And, and sometimes <laughs> you don't even have a map, yeah. I mean map as in like yes. the world. Like the world is just a big area that you could run around and, and do whatever you want essentially. Linear is the opposite of sandbox. So yeah. linear is you have a specific thing you do at a specific time in a specific order. Sandbox is you're more open. There might be some direction at times, but you're more open to what you do, when you do it, how you do it. We did a quick look up. Producer Kyle, as always, was our educator. And basically, while GTA 2 isn't what we would call a modern traditional sandbox in most people's terms, it is the building blocks of what we've come to know as a modern sandbox. GTA 3 is really identified as one of the originators of the modern sandbox, though the Elite series. The Elite series is definitely what is considered the true starter of the sandbox, but they were in space. So uh, GTA and Shenmue brought it to city level and Shenmue is its own kind of game, but it was on Dreamcast again. And do we count anything that was actually on the Dreamcast? I I know a couple of people from high school that would be very, very upset by hearing that. I know. And I actually really liked some Dreamcast (laughs) games, so I can't say that I'm going to get myself in trouble. (laughs) But and, and that's kind of the interesting thing that even with a sandbox game, that we're talking about here, there's still speed runs for this game. <laughs> so, for example, there's three major districts in GTA 2 that you have to go through. So you progress through each district at one district at a time. The speed runs, uh, I, I put down two different speed runs available on speedrun.com. There's an any percentage complete. So however many missions that you want to complete before you end, because to get from one district to the next, you have to hit a certain money goal. Right. So any percentage means however you get that money goal the fastest for downtown was 53 seconds and 260 milliseconds so i'm guessing that's a killing frenzy i'm guessing going straight to the tank and and going with that 53 seconds 53 seconds the residential district any percentage is 33 seconds and 360 milliseconds and then the industrial is one minute and 11 seconds and 80 milliseconds so those are really really quick on the other end of things the 100 percenting each level so that is doing every single mission every single kill frenzy probably finding every single token as well those are much more realistic so they wouldn't be your traditional speed runs in that sense because that's an hour and four minutes and 23 seconds for the downtown two hours and four minutes and 56 seconds for residential and two hours and 37 minutes and 28 seconds for the industrial district. So much longer speed runs, but it's really interesting. Again, we have a a different type of speed running community that there are a lot of different levels. So there's any percentage. There were ones that I saw that were mission only. So it's not, you don't have to complete all the missions, but you can only earn money through missions. Oh, interesting. I think there was also a pacifist version of a speed run, which means not killing or doing anything illegal as much as possible. So that's focusing on getting money by destroying vehicles, which still feels relatively illegal to me. Yeah. And uh, taxi driving. Lots of taxis. Oh, God. I that would Those are long. It is interesting when, and that's kind of what a sandbox lends itself to, right? Is you can make any sort of goal that you want. Like... Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the, the whole pacifist run thing is always big. I think most GTA versions, I won't say all because I haven't looked it up, have a site sort of pacifist run available that, while not mm-hmm. completely avoiding illegal things, not killing is a big part of that, is avoiding yeah. anything that requires you to kill. I think in later games, it's a lot tougher to be fair. I think 
it's a lot tougher to get through the game because there's a lot more plot in later games that will require you to kill people. But I'm sure there's a way of doing it of only killing the required people. So that's kind of interesting. Again, sandboxes give you the ability to beat the game in a different way, maybe than others play. So that's always fun. So some other fun facts about GTA. It was actually developed alongside an eight minute short film that was live action actually filmed in New York City. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So they actually had it on Rockstar's website for a while, and it was a film focused on the exploits of a criminal named Claude Speed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Who conducts jobs around Anywhere City. I love that that's the name of the city, too. It's Anywhere City. Anywhere City. They did not care. And then he was killed by an assassin from one of the syndicates. Oh. So so that's kind of a fun little eight-minute film. I, I meant to try to find it before we did this recording, and I haven't had a chance. The other kind of fun fact in each area that you go to, so the three different areas, features five different radio stations from a pool of 11. And basically, you hear them only when you drive around in the car. Uh, and each gang has its own radio station that transmits within a limited area. So, like, it's really, like, they actually were that clever yeah, of, was, like, kind of pulling up neat. those areas. And that's really, really cool that they put that much thought and, uh, you know, basically that much thought into just the radios of the car. So that's kind of fun. Well, you could you could tell, too, because, like, you'd go from one area in the map to another because the map was yeah. divided up into, like, you know, boroughs, essentially. Yes. And you could hear the, the radio station intensity change. Yeah. And, and, and it was all like, this was all created for the game. These weren't just like random right. ads. These weren't, these were in-game ads. Like I remember the one that stuck out to me was like, the Zaibatsu Corporation is giving away a free games to the baseball game, or tickets to the baseball game. And it was just. <laughs> They're giving away like a free funeral service or something like that. <laughs> and another one. Like, city. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, especially if you were playing. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, tap. Not wrong. Not wrong, but attacked. <laughs> the the live action thing's really interesting because you could see like bits and pieces of that. Like all the loading screens are are like stills that look like they could be either like from a movie or like they were really well put together. Yeah, pictures. they don't they don't look like stock photos. So I am no. really curious if they actually came from the live action. I, and yeah. we'll have to see again if, if we get a chance to, if we can find it. I don't even know if it's still available. It might be on the wiki, I think. Some of the GTA wikis are probably... Yeah, it has to be. Is that some of those images, or they clearly were taken for the game, but whether the yeah. images have to do with the live action video or not, so it's kind of interesting. Because they were like really specific pictures too, like mob boss with two people on them and... Yeah. And, you know, guy They were ridiculous gun. at times. Yeah. They were really over the top. Uh, producer Kyle found the video, so we're definitely going to watch it. Nice. Oh, and it is. Oh, he scrolled ahead, and the dude, the mob boss, is definitely in the short video. So, oh, yes. nice. <laughs> well, because going forward in all the other games, it was all, like, animated. It was, yeah. it was like, cartoons of, of the characters in the game. Yeah. And, and, you know, there was no real, like, voice acting in this game. Right. But anyway, I think that's enough about the background of the game. I think it's time to go to the past, figure out what we thought of the game before we got a chance to play it again. So, Chris, it's time to play that Chiacarina of Time. Let's go! So... That music has brought us to the beautiful, lovely past before we've had a chance to replay this game. So it's time to put on our rose-tinted glasses and talk about Grand Theft Auto 2. I don't remember how we got this game. Like, I don't know if... Did mom know we had no, this game? No, absolutely did not know we had this Are game. Are you sure? It's a mature game. There's no way she would have let us have this game. Is it? Y- like, yes. was it? I, I don't... I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming you're right, but... I guess you did run around and shoot people. And have hookers. And... No. Yes, in this one? There are hookers in this one. I know that it was top-down 2D, so wildly different than GTA 3. I remember playing GTA 3 the first time. I was like, oh yeah, Grand Theft Auto, and it just blew my mind. But it was just a top-down well, game. Did you go from three, or did you go to like Vice City after this? I played I played three at friends' houses, and it it mm. blew me away. Cause yeah, this game was just top-down, like all the the cars were just like blocks 
that drove around awkwardly like blocks. I want to say that this used to be a racing. It was designed as a racing game. The original Grand Theft Auto was absolutely designed as a racing game. And they, they programmed the AI on the cops to be too aggressive, but people had so much fun with how yeah. aggressive the cops were that they built a they game They just turned it that. into this. And it, it definitely shows in these early games. But yeah, it's like just blocks running around that you could kind of tell were different cars. Like the, the sprites were good enough. And like the, the people were just little like heads and arms that swung back and forth as you ran around. And it, it's, I feel like it's, it's the, it was the standard GTA formula where it was, you know, do a bunch of missions. I don't remember the plot of the game at all, if there was one. Obviously, there was no voiceovers. It was just text, yes. I'm pretty sure. Well, I know from watching you, so this is a game, I, again, I didn't play as much myself. I definitely remember watching you a lot with this game. I, I know that you were basically an independent person who got to interact with, I want to say, three different gangs, and you could It was choose... three different gangs three times, yeah. Yeah, you could choose basically whether you wanted to be good with them, whether you wanted to be aggressive towards them, or if you wanted to try to balance, and I remember that. I remember, I remember the game came with a ginormous map. Yeah. Which was just so cool. And yeah, you would do, like, missions and curry favor with them... I remember in, like, the third area, no matter what I seemed to do, like, you couldn't balance it. You always had one faction mad at you all the time. Yeah, I So mean, they that's would just fair, shoot though. you. There were different weapons. Most of the time, it was just rate of fire. Like, there was a pistol and, like, a machine gun. So it would just be, like, one shot versus a bunch of shots. There was Molotov cocktails, I'm I do remember sure. the Molotov cocktails. Yeah, because you could light yourself on fire. And and in a spoilers to our rose tinted segment, producer Kyle has already corrected me. The prostitutes didn't show up till three, so I am remembering. So that. I was right. Chris was right. I want to credit him, <laughs> but it also might be why this game apparently was teen. I okay, so we might have owned this game legitimately. Okay, so it was teen <laughs> for PlayStation. It was mature for PC and Dreamcast. So I still think interesting. I still distinctly remember hiding it from mom and dad. And not that they didn't know we had the game. Maybe we didn't want them to know the content of the game. Possibly. I, I, yeah, I don't remember. I remember not having that game out in the open on purpose. <laughs> I think there was still like taxi missions and stuff like that. Yes. And I remember thinking it was such a cool concept that you could just take whatever car you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Just hop in. And that seems so silly, but like it was kind of cool. You could just hop into whatever car was driving by and steal a car. I remember kind of doing the GTA thing where, like, sometimes I played the missions. Most of the time, I would just load it up and, and mess around, drive around, and see what havoc you could cause and just have fun. As a top-down game, it just is handled very differently than the later GTA titles. And, like, the driving wasn't driving. No. It's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, they drive like the cars in the original Tony Hawk game <laughs> drove. Just, like, take a 90-degree turn. To be fair, they might have hit just as many pedestrians. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing I remember about this game, really, are the f the factions. The fact that you had to yeah. take missions with them, but you could choose, basically, whether to help or hurt a faction, and then they would remember. And they were, they were like, color-coded? Yes, they were color-coded. But the fact that your actions had consequences outside of just doing that moment. So right. you helped this one faction... And it didn't just stay there. Another faction was like, well, because you did this, you hurt us. Therefore, so we're, we're going to shoot you yeah. when we see you. And that was, I, I want to say this was one of the earliest games that I remember that my actions had consequences outside of that exact moment. Yeah. One of them was like a weird hippie faction and they had like smiley faces on top of their cars. Oh, God, Because like yeah. each, each faction had a, a, a unique car as, yes, as unique yes, yes, as it yes. could be. So that you could identify yeah. who was driving by you or shooting at you from a car. I want to say one of the factions was Russian-based, like a Russian-based mafia. I'm sure. That's, that's such a stereotype that I'm almost positive that was a thing that existed. Again, alluding to the prostitutes, I think some of the early GTA games have started to meld in my brain a bit. Because I know you played, you know, you played GTA 2. I don't remember 3 that well. I, I, I don't think I ever owned 3. I, I definitely 
owned Vice City. But Vice City, I remember you playing a lot of Vice City. A little, I remember a little bit of San Andreas. San Andreas is probably the one that sticks out the most in my mind because I played it in college. Yeah. All the time, like literally had it going. We literally left the PlayStation on with me and my two roommates and would just come in. And, and rotate through. And rotate through. This but, game, yeah, I remember playing in the basement. Yeah. And we might have not played it that often when when the parents were around. I'm just really convinced that they I don't they know. might have been aware we had the game, but I don't I think I remember consciously trying to hide this game from them. I don't know why. <laughs> Can't wait till this episode comes out. Oh, I'm sorry, mom and dad. Because <laughs> there's blood. I want to say there was blood in GTA too. I wanted to say it's like was there no blood in this game? Am I getting it confused? So I wonder if the PlayStation version didn't have blood and then the Dreamcast and PC versions did and that's why they were mature versus teen. Because blood is a big factor. I wouldn't doubt it. I remember the star system. Yes, that was definitely which there. Which is carried through, obviously, into later GTA uh-huh. games. But I just remember being like, well, what happens when you get five star? And you being like, well, find out. And then the freaking army comes for you. And I was like, oh, yeah. like, oh, oh the oh. National Guard's out. Run, 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 run. Why is there a tank? It's <laughs> a really interesting thing when we look back at these games of, especially these multi-generational games that have yeah. so many iterations of what is, what we're remembering from recent games and implanting in old games, in old franchises, you know, what, what carries on one another. To be fair, we talk about this in our Super Mario Brothers episode that we both thought that the a fire flower would then, if you lose that, you turn into the mushroom. Mm. That came in later games. We didn't yeah. remember that. So I, I think it's really common, not just for us, but for you know people remembering games. So as much as we're thinking this is all GTA 2, it might not be. But it's interesting because like all those, Mario and, and Tony Hawk was another big one yeah. of confusing features. They all looked or behaved relatively similar. Well, that's why in this one, I, I'm pretty sure we're remembering. Yeah, because this is top down and starting three, it was from third person. Third person. Yeah. I will say one thing I am sure I do remember are the radio stations, which again was just such a clever, clever part of the game. Honestly, I didn't even remember that until you brought it up now. And yeah, I, they were. And it was the same thing. There were radio stations that you could change. Yeah. And they, they weren't quite as diverse as the later games or like right. Fallout, which has the really diverse radio stations and stuff like that. But it was, again, it was something you got to control what radio yeah. station you are. And then different cars you hijacked had different radio stations playing based on whoever you hijacked kind of thing. And it, that was really fun. Yeah. And like the different cars would perform differently like there were fast cars and slow cars and vans yeah and and so like the vans would be harder to destroy but were really slow yeah you know things like that there was probably a rocket launcher probably probably maybe a flamethrower i I really think there was a flamethrower so the, the variety it was there like it was a complex game it was it was not a small short game like it it had a lot of depth. Yeah, it's funny when we're looking back on it now and I'm, I'm talking about all these different elements and it reminds me so much of modern the modern games that you and I really ended up liking, like Fallout, outside of GTA. Uh-huh. And it reminds me so much of those games. And I'm like, oh, this might be where it started is watching and playing this game because it has so many of those sandbox elements that we ended up falling in love with. This might have been one of the first sandbox type games that we played, honestly. I, yeah, I can't think of an earlier one, to be fair. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, other than, like, the SimCity type, but that's, that's not really very, a sandbox that's a city, game. That's a yeah. city creator. That's a city builder. That's very different. This might be one of the first sandbox-type games, that op- sandbox open-world games that we played. Yeah, it was might have been one of the earliest that was out there in the general public, to be fair. Yeah. And we both ended up loving sandboxes. So again, yeah. that early influence and, and why this game sticks out in our memories still, even if we don't exactly remember everything and we're conflating it with later GTAs, right, yeah. is this exposed us really early to a type of game that we ended up loving. The humor was probably good, as well as the sound effects. I'm pretty sure this, they had funny sound effects when, when people got run over or Wouldn't blown up. or. <laughs> I ran over a lot of pedestrians when I play. Just throwing that out there. Is that 
Because you couldn't drive or yes, you were just like, an awful no, person? No, because I couldn't drive for anything. <laughs> I would always feel so guilty after I did it. And be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yelling out the back of the window. Sorry, sorry. By the way, do you do that? I do that at games now where if I like hit someone like a friendly person or like do something to an NPC that oh, you're yeah. not supposed no, to. I absolutely. Like, I'll literally say like, oh, sorry about that. Like, oh God, I'm can't so hear sorry. Me. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely do that. So while we have, I think, mixed memories of this game, some of them mm-hmm. might be real, some of them might be from later games, I think we have a good comprehension of of our feelings around the game from back when we played it originally, back when we were kids in the basement on our PS1. So Chris, what would be your rose-tinted score for this? Honestly, my rose-tinted score is probably a 9 because it was so different and so fun and it was a game that you could just throw in and play for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just mess around. I I definitely remember having a ton of fun of it. I'm very curious to see how this is going to stack up based on just how different it is. Yeah, and being such an early game for Rockstar. What about you? What's what's your rose-tinted score? Yeah, I think I'm going to give it like a seven and a half just because I didn't play it nearly as much as you. And as much as I enjoyed it, I think it just wasn't quite my jam yet. Like, I like the concept of it. But at the time, I really wanted the more straightforward games like a Jack and Daxter that came a little later to be fair but those more straightforward games the RPGs still appealed to me back then but I think it was sandbox I really like now I think back then it was a little intimidating to me so that's fair it was a lot it was a lot it was a lot to deal with so I think a seven and a half from back then but you kind of said it in comparison to now and the games that have come out now and the amount of sandbox games we've played now what is your predicted score I'm not going to think about it too much. I'm going to say my predicted score is going to be a 7. Because I think it's going to be frustrating with the gameplay getting into this new kind of field. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of remember the late game being frustrating. So I'm going to say a 7, 6.5, somewhere in there. <laughs> okay. 6, 5. No, no, no. Take I know, a it's score. a 7. It's a 7. <laughs> Six and a half. No, it's a seven. Okay. How long can I make this gag go? Forever. (laughs) What do you think your projected score is, Katie? I'm going to go with a six. I think it's as much as I think I enjoy sandboxes way more than I used to. I have played much better sandboxes at this point. I can just say that because, because... GTA is now a much better sandbox. This has nothing to do with the franchise itself and everything to do with modern day can do with more memory, with more processing power. You can do more in sandboxes than you ever could before. It's just, it's not going to be able to live up in my opinion. But some of the new sandboxes are incredibly bloated and unnecessary. Well, that is true I will too. throw that out there. But I will say as much as I've played the GTAs, the more modern GTAs, they've never been my favorite franchise of sandbox. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's going to weigh on this as well. So it's not even like the type of gameplay is my favorite in the sandbox. Uh, the Not the genre of sandbox is my favorite right. kind of thing. So I, I'm going to give it a six. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe I'll be proven right. We'll find out. But I think it's time to find out. It's time to play that Geocarina of Time and bring us back to the future. Present. Here we go. So that music means we are back from the past, back to the present, to go over how Grand Theft Auto went now that we got to play it again. So Chris, tell me tell me about the basics of this game. The basics are pretty basic, <laughs> I won't lie. There's, there's not really much of a plot to say. You're just, you know, regular Joe guy. I guess what? what Joe what Criminal? Was his name? Joe Criminal, yeah. Or, no, no, uh, the... the... Claude Speed is Claude from, but he died. Speed. He oh, died, so, so it's not probably Claude not you. Speed. So you're just regular. Spoilers for the eight minute yeah. movie. My bad. <laughs> you're just regular Joe criminal in in anywhere city USA, and you're just kind of plunked down in the middle of the city. We were right. Each each city there was three different areas of the city, and each each uh, area had three factions. That you could do missions for. With the Zaibatsu actually being in all three areas. They were the right. one consistent. Yeah, which was like your big like mega company. 
which is kind of interesting looking online, they were identified as the quote-unquote big bad of the game, which I don't think there really was a big bad of the game, but they're, they're the only, I think, consistent part of yeah. the game. So they were identified by some people as the big bad. I could see that. So, yeah, you just had to do jobs for each faction. Each faction had five missions per city or per, per level, I want to say, because there was two green, two yellow, and one red. And those were unlocked based on... Um, how much they liked you, what what favor you had with them. Five missions. See, I don't know if I ever got to the fifth mission for anyone. Well, it's funny because, again, they're green, yellow, and red, but I feel like that's not necessarily difficulty. Like, some of the yellow missions were easier. Some of the green missions were really, really hard. Yeah, and the key was you couldn't get to the later missions unless you had enough loyalty with that particular faction in order to earn basically the yellow and the red missions. So you had to push up your loyalty. And so you actually get each of your missions through a payphone, which showed you how old this game system right. was. You know, was that that was how you stay unidentified is you you pick up a random payphone that's in their like area and you get your mission. So you had to find those payphones around the city. And basically, as we said earlier, you had to earn enough money in each district to then progress on to the next district. And it was increasing per district. It was yes. like 100,000 for the first one. 300,000 for the second and 500,000 for the third or million. Sorry. Million. Million. One million, three million and five million. Yes. And you saved at churches. You had to find the church to save and it cost you $50,000. It cost you a lot. I did not remember how expensive it was to save. Like this game did not want you to save the game. And, and considering that I am someone who has instinctually been like save, 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 save all the time. Save yeah, all the time. Me too. Save, like, you can't. Because it really, it actually hurts you to save a lot in this game. So that was frustrating. Well, and likewise, so on the on the other side of that, you almost had to because along with the, the respect meter and stuff like that, you, you did have, you had health, you had hearts mm -hmm. that I think, as five hearts that could be like half yes. or, or quarter or, or they third. Could, they could reduce, I don't know by yeah. how much, but they definitely reduced. You could get armor. Yeah, and then... And then you had lives. So you had you the five hearts lives. that when you run out of the hearts, you lose a life. And you had only so many lives or it's game over. I did not know that. And I think I went through, I don't know if it was the second area where I finally got a game over. I was like, what do you mean game over? Like, <laughs> Yeah, because and it's a little, it throws you off because your multiplier can be taken away. Like part, points of your multiplier disappear when you die or when you get caught by the cops. No, so that was, that was the thing. You don't lose a multiplier when you die. Just when you get busted. Oh, just when you so get I busted. So I was prioritizing dying over getting busted by the cops. And then ah. all of a sudden I had that game over. I was like, what? No. What? Oh, that just means you end up loading old games a lot. Yeah, there was a lot kind of more obnoxious. loading than I thought. But the other thing is failure of a mission hurts your standing with whatever faction you're trying to do a mission for. So that that's something, hard. there was punishment basically if you failed, which is another reason that I often felt like I had to restart because you could actually put yourself in the hole and not be able to do a mission that you were about to do because you're too far in the hole with that particular faction, especially if anytime you're trying to get the mission, they're shooting you. Right. The ways typically to get respect back were to kill members of another faction that they didn't yeah. like. And since there were three, they would tell you at the very beginning and say, I don't like... The Zaibatsu wouldn't like the rednecks, but the rednecks wouldn't like the scientists yeah. or the loonies. I don't remember all the different who was there was There was the loonies, who. the Yakuza, and the Zaibatsu in the first one. Yes. The second one, again, Zaibatsu, rednecks, and the scientists. The scientists. And the yeah. third one was the Russians. The Harry Krishnas. The Harry Krishnas, that's the one. And yeah. then the Zaibatsu again. So it was always three. Like, so you would have to kill, yeah, like the rednecks to make the Zaibatsu happy, the Zaibatsu to make the, the scientists happy, and the scientists to make the rednecks happy, I think, or something to that effect. And you would anger one faction quicker than you would make the other faction like you. Way so it could it could spiral out of control really quickly, which made certain missions almost impossible. Yeah, and I felt like it was a lot easier to make everyone mad at you than it was to make everyone like you. <laughs> yeah. Well, because once a faction gets, like, more mad at you, they start using bigger weapons. Yes. And sometimes you you do that on purpose. Like, if you made the rednecks really, really mad, they would throw, like, Molotov cocktails at yes. you. Which are not nearly as bad as, like, the scientists and the Krishnas that would use a flamethrower, right. which would pretty much kill you instantly. And the other benefit to that 
is sometimes I found when I had already had one faction pretty mad at me, I didn't mind just making them even angrier at me to then yeah. boost one of my other stats that I needed help with necessarily. Right. Like, well, they already hate me. I might as well just do it more so they like the other faction at least likes me in the process. So it was a really, it was a balanced system is what you had to work with. Well, and on the, the other side, if you had a faction that liked you, you could afford to kind of bump them down to make yes. a faction not like you. Granted, if, if that puts you out of a certain level of mission, that was... You had to be very careful. Hurt. So yeah. so I found that like when I had gotten through... Because I, again, I never got to the red level missions. When I got... To, I was done enough yellow level missions. I was like, well, I can get them angry at me now because I don't plan on doing any more missions with them. So it's okay right. if they get mad at me. And again, you had to kind of make those strategic choices. The other strategic choice you had to make, of course, was how wanted you wanted to be at certain times. You wanted to mm-hmm. avoid it most of the time. Having the cops angry at you isn't helpful. However, sometimes there was the benefit, I will say, of in the second area, not in the first area, you could only get four wanted, I believe, in the first area. In the second area, because you can get up to five, that's when the army shows up. And there is a benefit of tanks showing up because you could steal a tank and that's how you can get tanks sometimes. Well, and kind of like we said earlier, you didn't have to do all the missions to pass a level. You just needed that money. And those multipliers, which you got, you got another multiplier for every mission that you passed. Mm-hmm. So you could just get to a certain point and just do something like hop into a tank and run around and blow stuff up and get money that way. And that'd be almost easier than doing more missions. I mean, that was almost the key to how I could get past levels was the kill fren- tank kill frenzies. So I'd have yeah. to build up my multiplier high enough that when I get into the tank kill frenzy, even if I don't finish the kill frenzy, which would add to the multiplier again, I'm then running around in a tank and just can wreck cars and just rack right. up the money because one of the ways you rack up money is destroying vehicles. And so you just start rolling over cars and you're making good money and that that is definitely a benefit uh of the kill frenzy especially the tank kill frenzies um the kill frenzies were also interesting because if you manage to accomplish a kill frenzy your wanted meter meter automatically disappears so your wanted meter could rack up really quick but if you manage to actually get the kill frenzy done and kill frenzies were normally you were given a weapon or an item unlimited use of it and they say do this, like, destroy this many cars in this time period, destroy, kill yeah. this many people in this time period. Those were the different kill frenzies. And so if you managed to accomplish it, then you got the multiplier, but it also cleared your wanted meter, which made it a lot easier as well. If you didn't, then the wanted meter stays and you kind of have to deal with that. Yeah, then you're in trouble. And you could get rid of that by, I guess the only way is once you got to a certain point, because if you had like one or two on the wanted level, you could just kind of hide and stay away from cops and it would go away eventually. Yeah. But yes. it, the the other way to do that was you could get a car into a paint shop. Yes. And that's that's been a staple of the series it's ever since. Ever since. Which is funny because a cop can literally be chasing you into the paint shop. And as soon as you go through, your entire wanted level's gone. Yeah, and some um, some cars can't be painted, so you had to be careful that, about that. Right. Like the specialty cars like cop cars, ambulances, the hot dog car. Yeah. The van, like, uh, so there were certain cars you couldn't change, but a lot of them you could, which was, again, the cars, the different cars having different radio stations at times was fun. They did, the di- they actually, while y- you are, you were correct, they didn't all look that different at times. They did drive pretty differently as well. You know, they did actually have different speeds. Like there were certain cars I avoided because they went too fast and yeah. I wasn't you're, a you're great You're the only driver. person that would do that. Shut up. This, so yeah, let's talk about the, the mechanics a little bit. It was, it's a top-down, as it's we've top down. Uh, said multiple times. Established Which means it's point. really hard to look forward when you're going really fast. Uh-huh. Like, unless you know the street layout. One of my biggest gripes I had with this game, yes, the saves, that's fine. There was no mini-map. There was no map in-game. No. Do you know you're, how you're frustrating that is when you have... <laughs> I mean, they, they have an arrow that shows up to, so you get to missions or how to get to missions. You'll have arrows that pop mm-hmm. up, but the arrow is how the crow flies. So yeah. it would just be like, turn left. That's a building. Or going straight ahead or, or, or like, oh, this right. is a big intersection. I bet you I could turn here. Nope. Into the wall. Yeah. Or, or the fact that you didn't know where the save points were necessarily. Like if you no. didn't pay attention to where you start the level, you had no idea where the save point was unless you looked it up. And even then, trying to find it was like, well, it's at the intersection of these two neighborhoods. But trying to find the intersection of those two neighborhoods wasn't always convenient. And so we ended up wandering around. Because half the time I was like, 
okay, I know where the I know where the save point is. I don't know where I am. Don't know where I am. I was yelling at you through the stream. <laughs> I was like, it's right there, but it's 20 seconds ago, so you're not going to hear me commenting until it's too late. Until it was too you late. Because could, you could find maps, but like they didn't tell you what neighborhood you were in no, until you... you moved into a different neighborhood. Yes. The, you know, that was one of the most convenient things of when a cop was chasing you is the cop's yeah. radio would be like, there's a... 309 in Woodward. And I'm like, I'm in, in Woodward. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks. Post Katie is the only person who would play a racing sim and ask to be the pace car. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the worst thing with the, 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 the driving controls is I'd be like, I think I'm doing well and I'm going straight. And then I would just slightly tap it and the whole car would spin out and I'd end up hitting a pedestrian. And then I'd end up having a cop angry at me like every single time. Like I swear I wasn't trying to hit the pedestrian. (laughs) But also the running controls were awful. Or driving controls essentially. Or driving controls. Yeah. And so you had to hold down X in order to move, period. Yeah. And it was awful. Trying to direct my person. It took me a while. Once I got the hang of it, it was better. But the first times I was trying to run around, I was like, I don't understand what's happening. This is awful. And and the turning, the left and right was relative to the character, not necessarily where you are on the map. Mm -hmm. So like if you wanted to, if you were heading east and you wanted to go north, you have to hit left. Yeah. Not up or something like that. So that, that definitely took some getting used to. Like a lot of games are like that, but when you're top down, that that's, that's can be difficult. It took some getting used to, for sure. Another thing that was interesting in the game, and so this is, again, we talked about how it's not quite the true modern sandbox, but it had moments of it, because while there were people who were around, they weren't always necessarily doing their own thing. The one There were a couple groups of people who were. You ran into the Elvises, who was a train of Elvises you'd find throughout the city, which always hilarious. Yes. Then there was also the green carjackers. So you would see they'd always have green shirts and they would be car- you'd see them run up to a car and carjack them, and sometimes they would take your car, which was really obnoxious. Yeah. Especially if that's, you know, a car you need for a mission. Yes. And then the uh, red pickpockets were just relentless. Oh, yeah. They would follow you so far. Give me your wallet. Give me your wallet. And, like, I'd punch them and they'd just keep coming. And so you'd end up having to kill them. And you're like, I didn't want to kill you, but you wouldn't leave me alone. If you you shot a gun, I'm pretty sure they started running away. No, then if if you waited long enough, they came back. I watched. Well, well, it's funny because if they try to do that... And you're in like a gang territory, all of the gang members will start shooting him. Which made me laugh yeah. every time. I'm like, yeah, you kill that pickpocket. He's annoying. Yeah. So they did they did do that and they would actually steal your money if you weren't yeah. careful. You could get it back if you killed them. Yeah, yes, if you killed them. So, you know. So like yeah, how did how did you get money? You got money in this game by causing Com- causing damage auto to damage. vehicles. Yeah. Doing I think missions. if you ran people over, you got I money. I think you could, and then um, you could, if you taxi, you could actually take people on cab fares. Yes, so you could just drive around. I think I did that for a while when I was yeah. trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Like you just <laughs> drive around in a taxi, someone hops in, and you just make money. Yeah, just make money. So those were the different, and the kill frenzies was, uh, I believe, you got a portion of money at the end as well. I might be wrong. They just might have been just. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, I don't they, even think you got a multiplier. I think it was just you did, like... No, you definitely got a multiplier for doing a killing frenzy. You did? I'm pretty I don't think sure. I ever noticed that. I tried I not don't... to do those because I wasn't great at them. See, I wasn't great either except for the tank one. Well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, doing the missions was definitely the way to bring up your multiplier quickly. Mm-hmm. If you could get the missions. And let's talk about the missions for a minute. There were a lot of variety of missions. That was kind of neat, yeah. Yeah, so it went from things like, hey, drop off these drugs at these certain corners, which I totally ran over one of the drug dealers and failed the mission. Yeah. <laughs> by accident. As predicted. By as predicted no, as- Chris predicted <laughs> on the run before when I had to redo it the second time I did it. So I, I whatever. I know how well you were doing with pedestrians. And as soon as you started that mission, I put in the chat at Twitch. I was like, I'm going to call it right now. Katie is going to run over one of the drug dealers and fail this mission. Yep. Like, no. I failed it for a different reason. And then the next one, <laughs> you ran over a drug dealer and I failed the mission. Um, which you could do. There were a couple different ones where if you were picking people up, you could run them over and fail. Mm-hmm. That was that was one they had a bunch of times. You had to pick up a bunch of people. A Normally, lot of times rival pick gang up people. members. Yeah, rival gang, like pretend to pick up rival gang members and... Kill them for various ways. Just throw them into a car crusher or make them into hot dogs. Yeah, the hot the dog one level. was dark. <laughs> 
Yes, bring this whole group of people and bring them to the hot dog factory. And then they acknowledge that they were aware they were being turned into I hot know. dogs. Yeah, the one guy was like, you know what, me? I'm full of saturated fat. <laughs> this is awful. Oh, there was some... There were some dark ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was things like that. It was sometimes kill, like, destroy the other factions, like, area, drop a bomb off in their mm-hmm. area, do this. So there there was actually genuinely a variety of different missions that you got to do. A lot of times, the nice thing was, a lot of times they did provide the car you would need if you needed a specific car. So mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, you need a limo. There's a limo around the corner. Oh, you need a hot dog truck that you had to find or an ice cream truck i feel like you had to find at one point those those were they were pretty good about that and having one or two of them drive by at the start of the mission it was the ones where it's like you need a cop car or one is like you need a swat van yeah so you had to bring up your wanted level enough to a have a swat van show up or get a a uh, ambulance that one was really hard because you have to get to that one you have to you have to run over a bunch of people and then, uh, you know, not make the cops mad and hope that the ambulance randomly shows up so you can <laughs> steal it. Like, that one was a little tough. Yeah, that that's interesting. I don't think I got that far. No. How, how, so how far you made it into the second Yeah, area, my goal right? was to make it to the second level. And I got, a, I got a good chunk of the way into the second area. I think I got, like, almost a million dollars in the second area. So, I, mm. you know... I, you needed three million to pass, so I wasn't going to pass. And I had done a couple of the big frenzies at that point, which would have been how you rack up the money. So I knew I wasn't likely to pass at that point. But I did. I got like a million dollars, so I did quite a few of the missions there. And I think that was key. I drove around, did the yeah. missions into the second area. I was not going to make it to the third. I was, I was awful. I was awful at it. <laughs> it quickly turns into a grind. I and will I think say, like, I think that's a thing. Well, there yeah. was a variety of missions. There's only so much you can do. They're all drive somewhere, do something, drive somewhere else, do something. Yeah. Um, and 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 it did get very frustrating at times of how easily you could fail things if you weren't paying attention. Yeah. And the cops are super aggressive at times, so it can be really easy to. I like accidentally bumped a cop because I turned the corner too sharp, and they're like, <laughs> "You're now wanted." And I'm like, "Well, yeah. I, 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 you know, that can be very frustrating at times." So it de- it definitely got tedious at times. There was one that I really really hated. It was I think it was one of the Zaibatsu missions where it's like you get a bunch of other Zaibatsu agents who are unkillable and you have to go kill a bunch of some other faction oh, and I they remember. kept stealing my kills and you needed like, a certain amount not, of kills you need I think. like 20 kills but like they didn't count so it's like i don't know how to deal with this I'll, like leave them behind yeah that that definitely i remember how frustrated you were getting with your like stop taking my kills yeah. I think there were times that it got a little bit frustrating at times um one thing else that stood out to me that i thought was really interesting was while we talked about how cool it was that there was radio in the cars and there was music in the cars, there was no sound really at all when you weren't in a car. No, that was frustrating, especially when you're trying to stream it. (laughs) Yeah, it got real quiet. Yeah. And so that was kind of like, it's you're so used to now, you don't realize in modern games how you're used to some sort of background noise, some sort of music, just even just Mm -hmm. like underlying tones and stuff. And there just was nothing. Well, yeah, there was, was, maybe someone would say something as they ran by. Give me your wallet. Yeah, I, I do remember now that when that all that started, like, yeah, like people screaming as you go by or the yes. one guy that just said, oh, my God. I think like he's crazy was another yeah, one. Yeah, like, but there was... was like there was nothing other than that. Yeah, that was weird. And yeah, so I, I made it into the third area. I did a bunch of missions and then I was like, I just this is a slog. I can't yeah. do and this then, anymore. And then to be fair, another key element, I think, to GTA in general is something you explored, which is the cheats. Yes. And that's what I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. Let's just play around with the cheats and see what we could do. And it's interesting the way that they were implemented, at least in the PlayStation version, is when you start a level, you enter a name. Mm-hmm. And if you used a certain name or combination of names or whatever, then you would get those cheats. Like yeah. there was like, get all weapons or, you know, be uh, invulnerable. The, the invulnerable one was weird because it was... Like, you couldn't be shot, but you could still be hit by a car and killed. Or <laughs> if you blast yourself into the air. Me. Yes. If you fly into the air because you shoot a rocket launcher point blank, which is hilarious to watch. Yeah. That was a, the weapons. There had a lot of different weapons, but definitely had the moment of there was a kill frenzy. It was like, kill people with a rocket launcher. And I was too close to the person I was trying to kill. And I launched my character at Immediately. the screen. <laughs> that, that is a clip on Twitch that you should look at. 
right now. It was glorious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was going to say, we will throw that out to social media again because it is wonderful. <laughs> it is exactly indicative of my whole playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> go go watch it now. We'll wait. But yeah, so they're the different, yeah, so the cheats. And did that make it more playable for you, would you say? It did. I wish I had done the, the weapons cheat in, in my main playthrough, especially in that third level. Typically, they'll give you a weapon near the faction bases with some armor and health. But like they gave you like double pistols in the third level instead of like a machine gun. I was like, this is completely unusable. Yeah. So you'd have to try to find weapons or use use the car crusher, which was a way to get weapons. Yes. Which I played around with a lot. So it's like you have a car and you go into a wrecking yard and it'll pick up the car, throw it on the conveyor belt, crush it, and it'll spit out some sort of weapon or power up. Yeah. And I could see that there was also an coordinates cheat. So it would tell you where you are on the map. So it helped you find things. That was Good if you knew what coordinates you were going to, but you didn't well, always yeah, know it was, that. Well, yeah, it was one of those things you had to write down the coordinates. That actually, there was some other stuff with that cheat that was kind of interesting. If you took the other controller in this second player plug, mm-hmm. you could like hit square to get rid of police pursuit. Oh, or that's Or you fine. could hit, if you hit the shoulder buttons, it would increase your respect with various factions. Mm. So that was a kind of a nice way to just kind of mess around and like, play through the missions pretty much yeah so i definitely think that one if nothing else made it a lot more playable yeah that's kind of interesting it gives you more variety to just have fun yeah yeah and i think and again like while you know cheats aren't for everyone this is definitely a game where i don't think it harms people to play with cheats at some no. point like yeah you want to if you want to try play through without cheats absolutely but cheats can just make a game more fun in this case and just gives you more options and you don't feel as pressured to get things done in a certain order or a certain way it's not it's not as insane as the newer gta games yeah where it's like spawn tank spawn i don't know helicopter or whatever and I think I want to say there's money cheats in later ones because money doesn't get you the next levels in later ones. Yeah. And so you could that you have to buy certain things in the, those games. And since you weren't buying anything in this game, the money literally was to move to the next level. Yeah. I think there was a place in the third level you might have been able to buy guns, at least during oh, missions. But you could buy like car upgrades. Like you could get machine guns oh, on the cars. True. That's you could true. get the oil slicks. I was going to say, when I was trying to change the color of my car, I accidentally went through the oil slick one. And so twice. Oil slicks. Added twice. Yes, because you went through forward back. and then backed up <laughs> and did it again. And that's fun because you throw down oil and the car, no matter if you're just going in a straight line, you instantly swerve and hit something. Yeah, I accidentally ran through one of my own out of curiosity. Not accidentally. I ran through one of my own out of curiosity and just swerved like crazy. Swerved like, well, that explains straight what that into a cop. <laughs> I, the cops and I got real friendly. I don't know what you're talking about. That was like when Chris accidentally auto-failed his mission, I think it was yesterday, by someone ramming into his car to run, run him into the pedestrian. Oh, yeah. that Did you see that part? I think I missed that So one. it was one of the same thing where it was like, same thing, you have to pick someone up. And I had someone rear-end me, which knocked my car into that person. So I ran them over and failed the mission. And you're like, oh, come oh, on! That's so not fair. <laughs> I will say, yeah, the AI driving had some moments I was oh, watching. Oh, man. Because... There was one time I was watching and it was a fire engine was trying to turn and it couldn't make the turn. And so it got stuck in the intersection. All the cars started running into it and getting mad and backing up and trying to run into it. It was chaos and it was all AI. I was like, I didn't do this for once. This is someone else. Of course, though, it was in the moment of I had one of the cars for a mission that you had to use that particular car. And so if it blows up, you fail. So I'm like, stop touching me. I'm going to blow up. Though there there were times that was something that really frustrated me. There were times when it was like destroy a certain amount of cars with your tank. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. And I would destroy a car and it wouldn't count. And I I still don't know why. If it was like the yeah, way it was being destroyed, if you were only it? And part that, of that it. would yeah, that was that would get really frustrating at times. It's like I ran it over and it exploded and it didn't count. Yeah. And I don't know why that doesn't count. But, you know, it was still fun. Still got to use a tank and blow people up, so I can't be mad at that. I thought the idea where it was the whole money thing instead of missions was interesting because it does make it so much more open-ended where it's just like, get this money however. However. As you said, someone could drive around in a taxi for 10 hours and earn the money. (laughs) Yeah. Part of me almost wished, though, one thing that with the Zaibatsu having been the one consistent faction among each level, 
I almost wish your credibility with them held over. And that might have made it harder at times. Uh. But I think that would have been interesting that like if you built up enough cred with them that it held over. Or if they were mad at you, it held over. So there were consequences. There were longer consequences to your actions per area. But it just... it. I, I think time. that would make that almost too hard because if they were mad at you, you're instantly no longer balanced, right? Because like mm, the beginning of a level is when you're like, all right, I could do whatever I want. And if you already had a, a faction that was incredibly mad at you, you'd have to do so much to get that back up, which would mean pissing off another faction and it just the, yeah. the cascade involved. Which, again, I think was a frustrating part of this. It was interesting balancing that, but it felt like it got almost out of control every once in a while. We're like, well, yeah. this, I've made this game almost impossible for me right now. Yeah, and sometimes you would be like, well, so-and-so is mad at me, but it's okay. I can do a mission for the other faction, except then you had to go into the faction's area that was mad at you, and so they'd just shoot you the whole time yeah. you were there, and it just it made it so much harder to play at times. Yeah, I, I agree, and it, that could be really frustrating. But overall, there was a lot to this game. Again, it was a building block of the modern day sandbox games. It's a building block for what we know as GTA today, oh, yeah. obviously, because it is very, very different yeah. than the modern GTAs. But, you know, there are elements there. You see where it is. Obviously, you like this game enough that you played a lot of the sequels in the future, Chris. That's true. However, with your current perspective on games and your current analysis with your current playthrough, what's going to be your final score of Grand Theft Auto 2? I'm going to give it a six and a half. I'm going to drop it down. I think my projected was like a seven and my rose was like a nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. You gave it a really high rose. But playing the games, the newer versions now, and then going back to this one, it was, it was frustrating. There were some fun parts, but to have fun in this game, I feel like you really needed to use the cheats because it just got so hard to just mess around with because of all the faction stuff and the police. There was no good way to just screw around so what about you what is your final score yeah i i have to agree with you i'm just gonna give it a solid six i think there were moments that were really fun i think it got really tedious at times and repetitive at times the repetition as as the was bad, changed yeah. it was really repetitive at times and because i wasn't great at it it became very frustrating at times. And I know that happens in a lot of different games, but it, for me, it felt like I would hit walls at times. Yeah. Like I didn't want to keep grinding. And that's the key. Sometimes it's frustrating, but I don't mind grind. I don't mind doing it over and over again because it's fine. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that. In this game, it was like I didn't get enough gratification from grinding that it was worth it in my opinion. Right. Like the bones were there for a good game, but there were parts where it's just like, this isn't fun. Like... Yeah. The driving mechanics weren't good enough to carry it to that next level. Oh, the driving mechanics were awful. Yeah. You could remap the controls. You could have made it great, I think. Yeah, if you could remap the controls. If I had a freaking mini-map, <laughs> it would have been easier. Just just a mini-map or a full map. If you don't want to build in a mini-map, give me a map that I can hit start and just a, pull just up a, a map, map and say, yeah. this is where I am. This is where I want to go. Tell me at least that, and I would have liked it way better. We talked about it in the rows of, it came with a massive map. It did come with the map of the areas, right. but that doesn't tell you where you are. Right. And sometimes I had no idea where I was. <laughs> and that just was frustrating. Uh, I will say, in theory, there was a the thing where you could hop into like a news van. That didn't work. And the antenna was supposed to show you where work. you were supposed to go. But I feel like I that did didn't that work and it would point time. me not to the save point. It was supposed to point me to the save point. We thought yeah. it didn't. It just pointed me to like the closest marker, essentially. So sometimes it would point you to like the closest like phone booth that I was getting shot at because the rednecks didn't like me. But overall, I'm curious would you recommend people to play this game? I think I would. Like, don't expect a lot out of it, but I feel like you have to play it just because it's the precursor to the modern GTA, just to kind of see where it came from. Like, if you could find it for, like, 10 bucks or something, I wouldn't say, you know, spend a ton of money yeah. for it. Play but... it in your PS3 if you still have one, because the, the PS1 discs play in PS3s. You know, and I yeah. think that's what it is. Is For me, it's either if you played it before and you want to relive it again, because there are some moments of, like, oh, I remember this, I remember that. And then I think if you love the GTA series and you've never played GTA 2, it's kind of worth a shot. I almost would recommend the PC version. The PC yeah. version, from everything I've read, has been is way more playable. The cheats are way easier oh, to yeah. deal with. The 
controls are way easier. Producer Kyle played on PC for a bit and he just found it way more playable on PC than he found it on the PlayStation. And and maybe that's because he's a bit mm. more of a PC gamer than I am. But I think just the controls, just the 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 controls were just smoother i think um so i think that mm-hmm. is a and, and the, to be fair the reviews were better be, on the pc version there's yeah. more blood in the pc version uh <laughs> eh, probably easier to it get probably at this also point. easier to get you don't have to worry about the hardware but yeah. i think it's worth it if you love gta i think it's worth it if you had played before and, and had some good memories of it if you've never played before if you had mm-hmm. no interest in gta or this type of game it's not worth it in any way shape or form yeah probably yeah, there are games that this, i would yeah. say absolutely if you've never played this before it's worth a shot this is not one of them <laughs> and i well part of that is because i was awful part of it is just it wasn't a great game in, in the grand scheme of things in my opinion well Talking about a game that you were bad at. What are we playing for next episode, Katie? I feel like this has been really uneven because next episode, <laughs> we are going to be going and playing Star Fox 64. So watch me fly terribly into not pedestrians because there are no pedestrians in this game. So at least there's that. It is easier than some of the other ones that we played. So We know how well I flew. <laughs> And I, I've already played it a little bit. If you, you, you would have known that if you would have watched the Twitch stream. Yeah. To be fair, there's a tank in this, so maybe I'll do well in the tank. <laughs> um, yeah. So join us on Twitch. Watch us play some Star Fox 64. That'll still be coming up. Watch me crash or maybe not crash because it's in space. So maybe I won't crash as often. We'll find out. As often, Lisa. <laughs> so where, where, where are we on Twitch? Where, where can you find we us? We are on Twitch and on all social media. You jerks! You can find us at GWGW Show. She's talking to me, not show. you, listeners. Yes, no, listeners aren't jerks. No, <laughs> listeners aren't jerks. Thank you for listening, and you're wonderful. And you're not jerks, even if you make fun of me on the stream, because everyone makes fun of me on the stream. It's fine. It's fine. I don't. My feelings <laughs> definitely aren't hurt at all. Find us at GWGW Show. We should have a uh, recent video on YouTube co- that just came out about our last episode, so you can check us out there you can check us out on social media you can check us out on instagram facebook twitter again the big place to get a hold of us is twitch come come hang out with us on twitch we'd love to hear from you we'd love to see you hang out and have a good time big thanks to our producers for all that they do feeding us information keeping us on track most of the time shout out to our listeners and everyone that's commented on social media Again, we couldn't do this without you guys, obviously. We take game recommendations. I've been noticing a couple of games have been repeated on our social media as what they want to, what people have played when they were younger and would love to see again. So we'll definitely be taking those into consideration as we're moving forward. So definitely reach out to us. Let us know. We really appreciate everyone who's done so, so far. And we look forward to hearing from more people. So that wraps up this episode. Thank you once again for joining us. And say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Bye, everyone. Uh huh. Swim, baby. Yeah, thank you very much. (laughs) It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Just crying myself to sleep at night. It's fine. (laughs)